Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever time it is, wherever you are. Welcome to Living Truthfully, episode 62, Makofi Tafadhali. Yeah, Makofi Tafadhali. Oh my goodness, episode 62, and I'm so grateful that you guys still listen to me. Any, I don't know why, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful that you listen to me. I'm grateful for all the feedback that you guys have been giving me. Um, this week I've actually received two voice notes. I might add them to the end of this uh, p- podcast. Uh, but thank you so much for guys who are listening. Thank you for the feedback. Share. Share this podcast. If these conversations are useful for you, please share them so that other people can hear them as well. So it's Father's Day week. And let me tell you guys, my daughter turned 13 two days ago. What? Some pressure. As a father, I feel like this is such a significant stage. Um, and and I don't know. You know, this week I just had memories of Noni. She's called Noni. And Noni being born, the week she was born, how broke I was, Nini, like all those things. I had all those images in my head this week. And I want to celebrate fathers. So I want to introduce you guys to someone. So this guy... I don't think he first he remembers when I first met him, when I first physically met him. But by then, I already knew about him because we have a mutual friend who um, was quite impressed by him, if I may say so myself. And then um, we met, I think, at ABC, at uh, um, Mercury. Yes, at Mercury at ABC. And we had a bit of a convo. Then we met with some other bunch of mutual friends last year when my son was celebrating his 10th birthday. Um, and, but somehow... Destiny just has brought us together into conversations about dads and, you know, I really respect the quest that he's been on. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the man, Mr. Bruce Mchalu. Karibu, karibu, bro. It's a lot, man. How you doing? I'm easy, I'm easy. Uh... Welcome to Living Truthfully, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a trip being here, having a conversation with you. Is a lot. Um, I don't know. I, I think because of that, uh, the soundtrack to your podcast, eh, mm. I think it represents something. I don't know if you know it or maybe to you, you're used to it. Eh? It's it's a soundtrack too. It's just a soundtrack. It's just a soundtrack. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a soundtrack. Just music. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. So I think the first time I listened to your podcast, mm-hmm. so even before we get into how we met, yeah. the first time I listened to your podcast, mm-hmm. I started relating that soundtrack to to conversations with heavy conversations rather. Wow. Yeah. So when you started with that soundtrack, I was like, I was thrown off. I was like, ah, shucks. This shucks. is, it's, it's a uh, relaxed banner. <laughs> it's, it doesn't need to be a heavy conversation, <laughs> yes. but it needs to be a th- an authentic oh, yeah. conversation. So, mm. um, Bruce, so I don't know much about you, mm-hmm. but like I said, we have several mutual friends yeah. um, and, and we've, we've met in, in a couple of settings and, yeah. I've been following you on Twitter. You're so interesting, Bana. You guys, you need to fi- follow Bruce Mchalule on Twitter. He's funny the end. And, and, and I like the way your mind thinks. But tell me a little bit about yourself. What, what has your work been? Mm. What, 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 who, who is Bruce now? Mm. Um, what, what, has, what, are, what are some, maybe some ev- events that have been defining for you in your life? Just, just a little bit of who you are. Okay. So to give it a, a bit of context, mm-hmm. today morning, funny enough, I was asking my wife, eh? I was asking her uh, where she is mm. 
with regards to where I am. Where she is in regards to where you are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So every couple of years, I've noticed now in hindsight, it's like I morph. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't usually know where it's going, but I usually can tell there's something happening. Mm. So I asked her about two weeks ago, then she shrugged it off. She was like, no, 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 relax, yeah, relax. Because we've dated for a long time before we got married. So I think she, she, yeah, she's used to it. So, um, so this morning I woke up, I was like, uh, by the way, I asked you something and you didn't tell, really, really didn't tell me much about it. Mm. So she was like, relax, it's, it's just an internal journey. That's when I was like, yeah, it's just an internal journey I'm on. So, and, and I and I realized this came from fatherhood. And it's something I've said, I don't know where I picked it from. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I was writing or whatever, whatever mm. it was, because I write a lot. That when my daughter was born, I was born as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So my daughter is turning 17 months. Yeah. So I am 17 months. Wow. Yeah, so I don't remember, rather I d- maybe I don't want to remember or I don't remember how I was before. So when you ask me what is this, what is this, I'm, a, I'm a toddler. All right, let's talk about your toddlerhood. It's fine. I'm happy to go with it. <laughs> okay. You're told, you asked this question the other day. You yes. asked the question, um, how do you respond as guys when you're told, babe? And you get that text or that call. and mm. Or sometimes it's a conversation. If you're lucky, you're told face-to-face. You know, you're t- <laughs> the first one was told by a, by a phone call. I think, no, yeah. a text even. I think that's better. You think so? <laughs> yes. I think it's better when you're, okay, yeah. I don't know. You don't know, yeah. Okay. What's your preference? In fact, let me ask guys, what's your preference? How do you prefer to be told as a jama <laughs> that your mama is pregnant? So so anyway, you get this text or call or this you know, this conversation happens and you're told you are told mm. you're pregnant. Yeah. Where were you? What were you doing? What was your reaction? What did you feel? Okay. So we had gotten married, honeymoon was over, so we were a couple of months into marriage life. So we sat and had a discussion, we were like uh, think we are ready to try. Mm-hmm. So we got lucky in that we went through a quote-unquote textbook format of getting a child. Okay. What's what's that format? I don't know. And I suspect there are many of us yes. who, who don't know textbook. As guys, it was Trizex. So it's Trizex. What I mean is, eh, in the way you're told, mm. go to school, study, get a degree, yeah, you'll get a job. Mm. I think with regards to children, you're told get married and have a child. Yes. That's a quote-unquote textbook. That's a textbook, okay. That's, a textbook. okay. Yeah, that's not real life. Eh? M- mine was a comic book. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> that's a better story. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so we tried and uh, you see, agreeing you're trying is a, is a movie, but now when your wife comes and tells you, we're taking the test and we are, we are expecting, you're like, wow, okay. So okay, it's real. Eh? So um, uh, you go through a Made emotions. I went through excitement. Then, as time moved along, I went to nervousness. I was nervousness. Now checking in, wondering uh, how will I fare as a dad? How will I do? So, I think even just that emotion of nervousness is what probably fast forward led me to being here. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a bit. Huh? Um, and even before the nervousness, I think the there's a question of, mm. and I don't know, I don't know if I'm alone on this one. Mm. I'd never tried to get pregnant. Mm. 
Like I don't know how people try. Like I don't understand what the process. And and I don't I don't mean any disrespect to people who are trying to get a child yeah. who are who are having a hard time getting a child and I've had friends like that. Yeah. But I've never yeah. had a conscious moment for Okay. Try. We're going to have a child. Let's try. Let's try. Mm. I feel like every sexual encounter is a risk. You know, mm-hmm. like that's how mm-hmm. that's how I feel. Like every mm-hmm. sexual encounter is a risk. Mm. Uh, in fact, I'm trying not to have a child. You know, like this is <laughs> this is this is my this is my position right now. Every you know? day, yeah, like fingers crossed. Exactly. So, t- tell me about that process. Like when you say you are trying, mm. what does that mean? What does what does that mean? Okay. And and you see the thing is, uh, when you're not when you when you're not actively looking for a child, it's the easiest. I believe it's the easiest process. I think that's why when guys are in Campo, their pregnancy scares left, right, and center. But now, in the setting of me and this woman married, trying for a child, for some reason, becomes very difficult. For some reason. I do not know what the reason is, eh? but for some reason it becomes very difficult. That's why you'll find many guys who are in that setting say, they use the word, we are trying for a child. Because they're actually trying for a child. Okay. Uh, listen, and, and I, I think I have a couple of friends who have gone through this. I just released a podcast with Gowi a couple mm. of, of weeks ago. And Gowi, I mean, they went through this process. And then they tried. Like, it was doctors, everything. Like, trying, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I understand that bit. Eh? Yeah. It's just that, like, like I told you, my context is a little different. It's different, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I've been trying... <laughs> My toys will listen to this podcast one day. <laughs> listen, I love you, my children. I love you. I'm glad you're in my lives. Okay, just because I wasn't trying to have doesn't a child mean. doesn't mean. Um, okay, so you you you, you you're told mm. we're expecting. Yeah, you get nervous. Yeah, what kind of dad are you gonna be? Are, are you excited? Yeah, I mean, it starts with excitement. Okay, that's the initial emotion. All right, then it morphs into wondering what kind of dad will I be. Mm-hmm. Will I have the money? Will I be present? How was I raised? Mm. Did I like that? What can I move around? You know, like it's a, it's it, it's ten months, but it feels like two days. So it's a lot happening in a very short period. How did you prepare yourself to be a dad? Well, okay. So I came across this 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 class called Intentional Dad mm. by Mbevi. Mm. Yeah, so I went for it. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we were in season one. And I remember, because I've never gone for any of this money now for whatever, whatever. I just I st- stumbled onto it. So I, I remember we went on, it, it's on Thursdays around 5 to 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. weekday. Yeah. So I went the first time and I was surprised. I was the youngest, first of all. It's our father's age and our grandfather's age. The guys were in the class. The guys were in the class. Are late. <laughs> that's what you're saying that's yes, exactly what you're saying yeah dad's age our grandfather's age yes they're like oh shoot yes mm-hmm. but but you see the thing the money i don't think dadding stops it doesn't yeah it just morphs mm-hmm. so the same way your daughter is 13 mm. and mine is 17 months it just morphs it's just yeah. different by different stages stop. yeah different stages mm. yeah so they were there trying to figure out how can i be a dad how can i be a grandfather so I, it was very enlightening to see a group of strangers, old folk, staying because it's supposed to be 5 to 8 p.m. It's reached 9. Guys don't want to leave the class. Guys just want to discuss and talk and talk and talk. Mm. And talk. 
So I think that session, I mean, we, I had it for about two months. That was the beginning of my being okay with seeking help mm. with regards to dadding. Because mm. I did not know what next. So I'm going to be a father yeah. next year. You know, I, I used to read a book, What to Expect When You're Expecting, which was my loo read. <laughs> so I'd be like, you know, I'd be in the toilet, I'm reading. And I'm like, babe, how many months are we? That time I'm in the loo. So I'm shouting across. Yeah. And she's like, three months. Okay, I think the toy is the size of a grape. Yeah. Shall call her the grape from now on. You know, like, yeah, yeah. That, that was it for me. Um, yeah. I'm lucky that um, baby is actually a personal friend of mine. Oh, wow, okay. So you know everyone? Eh? Yeah, no, I don't know everyone. <laughs> but uh, I know him. Okay. And so he was uh at the time I think when my my daughter was uh, getting born, he was thinking about this material. I mean, money enough hadn't started, intentional dad hadn't started. Mm. I think by that time he'd written a little book called Gideon's Action which was about okay. prayer. Okay. Um but he was developing material for his book Daddy's Destiny. Okay. And so I don't know if you've seen it. Yes, yeah. Seen so it, yes. so he so at, at least I had a few friends mm. who had some knowledge mm. I could I could glean from. Mm. But then I, I later did, a year later, in fact, a year after Madoni was born, mm. I did do a parenting class. Okay. Which was what, what the Mavuno called Lea. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Then it was just a parenting class. So, so let me ask you, yeah. did you have, when you said you had friends to lean on, did you... Have conversations, or how did that look like? Yeah, you know, first and foremost, let me tell you, your chick is pregnant, not your wife. For me, okay, okay. So okay. you know, you have to start with conversations. For I have a Chile who is pregnant. You know, that's a whole, that's a whole different, different conversation. Okay, okay. and um, you, you sort of that becomes a really small circle. Okay, yeah. Because because it's not the same way you'd announce in public. Oh, we are having a child. I'm excited. Oh, okay. My wife and I, you know. Oh, we are dating. Oh, we are yeah. dating. Any, that's it. Yeah, we, this was. We are. Yo, I need to tell you, I have a baby coming. In fact, let me tell you, I have, I have a friend. I'll not say his name. Mm. I was so distressed. I'd never really talked about it to to anyone. A few people knew, mm. but I'd never really voiced it. Mm. And so we're out of town with a couple of friends. I'm actually out of town to do good work. Mm. And so me and this boy end up sharing a room. Mm. So finally when it's time to go to bed, mm. I'm seated on my bed, he's seated on his. I have this heavy weight on my shoulders. Mm. Noni is about three three months to come. Mm. Or to come? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then I finally just say, you guy, I have a baby coming and I'm frightened. The guy listens to me and he listens to my fears mm. and he just listens. Mm. And then when I'm done, he tells me, you guy, I have a baby coming and I'm frightened as well. <laughs> are like, you guys friends? Yeah, we're friends. But you never talked about it. Like we never talked about this. Okay. Then he tells me, this is my third baby, with my third baby mama. I was like, wow. I have no problems. In fact, I told him, let's solve yours. Uh, I have no problems. Mine are, mine are done, small you know, things. like small things. Um, okay. And we've, we've had, a, I think that moment for us just changed our dynamic as friends. Mm. Mm. So, you know, but once a baby came, yeah, it, becomes it, a the, yeah, it becomes a little easier. Yeah. 
and i think i think uh, the reason why i asked you whether you had conversations is because the reason why i i do what i do with guns to that indifferent mm. is because i had friends who had babies mm-hmm. but we never had conversations maybe because i didn't have a baby so we didn't have that conversation mm. but i felt like when i was when we my wife and i were going through that journey of pregnancy and getting ready for fatherhood i feel like let me put it this way i feel like if someone i know right now is going through that journey i'd want to work with uh, work with them you, you, you feel like you have you have a sense of responsibility to exactly. especially if you're going through exactly. it for the first time the first time exactly you're like okay let's you know this is what's going to happen yeah. your 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 mama is going to have hormonal challenges yes. she won't like the smell of onions and yes. things like that but it's okay, yeah, but it's okay. It's, she doesn't hate you yes it's not your cologne she hates cologne, yeah, yeah exactly. it's, it's it's you know because see i was comparing it to my wife mm-hmm. because even all through even to the delivery room there are aunties and there's a mom and everything but you see for the guy you're alone So I think that's that in itself I feel is a gap because I don't think I don't think we are as tough as we think we are. No, we're not. We're not yet. And I re- I realized that when I was in the delivery room. So mm. let's talk about the delivery room. Mm. So we've gone through pregnancy, mm. done your best to support your mama. Yeah. We've gone through your changes adjusting as well. Mm. It's it's D day. It's game time. It's game time. So um, she was in labor for 36 hours. Wow. That's crazy. Total, yeah. So my wife is extremely strong and she has a very high threshold like like nothing scares her, nothing moves her. But for the first time when contractions were coming, I'd see my wife shake like a leaf. So there's nothing you can do. You're trying to rub her back, you're trying to do one, two, three things. But really there's nothing you can do. So we went through that fun journey of <laughs> 36 hours of labor. <laughs> Fun, um, he says. Fun, fun. <laughs> so now we had an agreement with the mom, with her mom, that she'd be the one in the delivery room, right? So when I can, so we're in a room where she's going to deliver, yes, but I was going to be there up to some point, then I hand over. But I quote unquote overstayed because things happen fast. So I remember when I was leaving that room because um, I've told me, babe, no, the doctors came and said the child is coming now. So I'm confused I'm wondering what's going on like it's a lot. So I told because from what I witnessed I was sure that's the last time I'm seeing my wife. I was sure that she's dying. So when I'm leaving I'm telling her yeah I'm telling her a babe I love you. Then she's like go get my mom. <laughs> I don't want your love. I want my mother. I'm a mother. Then she said, I think she channeled, I don't know what strength she channeled. Then she said, "Baby, I love you too." Yeah. So I walked out of the, the the door. So I'm trying to be composed so I walked to the mom where my mom and her mom were. So I reached where she is and I tell her the baby is coming. So the mom starts crying. So I tell her, "Hey, this is not the time." Eh? just relax compose yourself now you can proceed so she went now she went to the delivery room and uh, i'm told it lasted maybe what five minutes but it felt like 15 hours yeah so so i'm in the room i'm there with my mom uh, my sister and my uh, my wife's best friend so um 
my sister is at the door. She's looking, trying to get signs of is the child, is the child come or something. So she sees my wife's mom coming out of the room. So my sister is very dramatic. She's like, I've seen the mom, she's come out. So I'm like, don't be dramatic now. She's like, am I seeing a smile or is it a frown? I can't tell. So you see, you know, it's funny telling the story. Mm. But a smile means there's a child, a frown means something is wrong. Yeah. So she says, I see a smile. I I remember coming out of that room and I saw the mom and she told me the child is healthy. I think I went to the loo for like a second to just I probably broke down. I do not remember. But I'm probably <laughs> we'll say it's a vague memory. <laughs> vague memory. Yeah, let's let's maintain your reputation in the streets. In the streets. I'm a hard guy. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I went I went to the I went now I went to the room. Then uh, I've never been good with children. I've never held a child. I mean, I've never done anything child related. I think the youngest person I've held is my nephew when he was like maybe two years or something. Wow. Yeah. So I enter the room, I see my wife and I, I I held my daughter. It's my wife who told me, babe, you're holding your daughter. Like I, I was in a trance. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on. So anyway, yeah, that was my delivery room. I don't like talking about it because it's very heavy to me. So, yeah. <laughs> I was in the delivery room. Full, full. Full. Ah, Jesus. Did you want to be there? <coughs> no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, the first one, okay. I think I wanted to be there. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> Dude, let me tell you. That's a heavy story you've told me. Mm. But you missed the good parts. <laughs> the juicy parts. You missed the juicy parts. Okay. I remember... <clears throat> Not knowing whether to be sorry mm. that I had sex with this mama mm. at that moment when she's mm. pushing, eh? Mm. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'll never do this to you again. You know, like it's my fault. It's <laughs> you never do this again, or you never do this to you again. That's a good question. <laughs> I will, I will ponder and consider it. <laughs> um, I was like, I don't know, I, I, like I've, I felt so many emotions, mm. fear. Courage, because you, you you're there. You know, be strong, breathe, push. We didn't have a very long labor for Noni, mm-hmm. and uh, she was out quickly. I mean, labor started like at six, eight mm-hmm. thirty. She was here. Oh wow! Okay. okay. And um, you know, the toy was green, mm. bluish. You know, some mm. some some color. Some that, color. Yeah. So I I knew we had an alien invasion. <laughs> you know, like. Like okay, okay, this is this is how we take over the world. Yes. Our child. You always knew you. Yeah, yeah. I always knew I was the one. I was, you know. <laughs> so, so I was in the delivery room for my son as well. Mm. Out of choice. Out of choice. This this time, I f- though I did feel like I had no choice. Okay. Mm-hmm. I did feel like I had no choice. I felt like, uh, um, if I'd been there for the sister, yeah, yeah. I need yeah. to be there for him. There, yeah. And this time, you know, I was let for my for my son. I was let to cut the umbilical cord, and you know, so there's a memory there that I that I remember. But I but this is what I felt for my daughter. I remember when I first saw her, I knew I was gonna protect her for the rest of her life. You know, like that was I, I had this overwhelming feeling of love. I just knew I was gonna protect this girl for the rest of her life. Like that's like 
Like I, I instantly became mafioso. Oh, I hear you. Yeah, I was like, huh, "Play with my daughter, <laughs> and you will see." Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, for my son, I was just proud. I was just like, mm-hmm. I "Have a son!" You know, it was different. It was na kubenya, you know, like it was, uh, it Simba. was yeah, Simba. It was a different, it was a whole different moment. But I think you get the delivery room. I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, encourage guys to go. To be honest, mm. scary, mm. but it will change your perspective of life. Yeah, completely. I think that's 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 it though. Because I don't see why we shouldn't go through that experience. Because without it, why is it a man is without that interaction with that room? I think you you just view a babe as a babe. I genuinely, I think after that experience, I think one, my wife is a god and women are gods. Because they can channel, because I, I don't think our strength is tested as men at all. What what do you have to do? Apart from make money, eh? not really, there's nothing really which challenges you. Not physically. Not physically, sense. exactly. Yeah. Not physically. Yeah. So I think without that experience, we'll forever think they are something. Well, um, I'm with you on that. On, I'm with you on part of it. I think the experience changes your life and changes how you view women and the perspective of of how life is brought into mm. into being. You know, mm. uh, but the jury is out. To be honest, yeah, that's true. on that's it, true. the jury is out. I'm not sure because people uh, take it differently anyway. Yeah, I don't think it's an absolutely necessary experience to go yeah, through. Enough. To be honest, because uh, it could traumatize you for the rest yeah. of your life. Yeah, that's true. I was gonna say something, but then I, re- I remember I, I have people of different orientations listening yes. to me. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Your child comes into 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 the world, and mm. now you're 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 now actually a dad. Mm. You know, it's not you're not a dad in waiting. Yes, you're a dad. You're a dad. Mm. What now? Seventeen months into it, mm. what do you feel is your role as a dad? Uh, so far. It's so far, I can't talk about tomorrow. But yeah. so far, I think it's just being there, like um, to witness everything that goes on as much as possible. And uh, the good and the bad experiences. I think that that connection which the mom automatically has with my daughter. If I am not there twice as much as she is. I'll not be able to have half the connections that she has. So I, I think what... That's deep. Say that again. Yeah. You know, I, I, I usually have words in my head, but I don't know how to repeat them. If I'm not there twice as much... If I'm not there twice as much as my wife, I won't have a relationship that is half as heavy. Put it that half way. the connection. Half the connection, yeah. exactly. It's because they have wow. a head start. Yeah. Yeah, by default. Nine months. Nine months, yeah, head start. So... I think that so far that's it. That's just it. Because the thing is, I, and I think intentional dad helped me to realize that the first best friend your daughter or son has is the mom. You can't, you can't top that. But they come around later. So I hear, I hope. Eh? But I see. They, they do. They do. Eh? They do. I can tell you that for sure. So if you are not there during, that, during those first periods, eh, they won't have anyone to go to. That's true. Yes. You... you, you you're the first boy interaction your daughter will ever have. Mm. Mm. And so, literally, she'll have boyfriends who are either like you, mm. 
Mm. Exactly like you. Mm. Or nothing like you. Like you. So you're the reference point either way. Either way. And I think the trick there, money is, you know, um, because I don't know if you can remember, but your child will reject you a million one times when you're when he or she is young. I mean, reject in in comparison to your lady, you get? Because that's the first person. So if she's crying, for instance, or he's crying, the first person they'll want is the mom, 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 mom. So I think the trick there is, if you're not equipped to know that or even if you, even if someone doesn't tell you that you'll automatically think you're being rejected so you're not needed so i think that's why you add by default check out you know I, my experience was actually different mm. apart from the, my when my kids were suckling mm. they wanted me so so now what are you telling me now I, i'm just saying <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry I, i don't know about what you're going through Uh, but I know a shrink <laughs> who can help. But you're right about spending time. Mm. Because the, the most time you spend with them, the more you become trustworthy, you become reliable. Um, I think, dad I think dads, dads are supposed to create experiences for their children. Mm. I think dads create the room for risk. Exactly, yes. For our children. For our children, yeah. And so so I think they 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 quickly learned this guy is fun mm. this chick is food mm. no like they really associate yeah like okay. food mom fun dad mm. so we eat here then we go then there we go. You know, yeah, yeah yes also if even if I'm playing yeah and it's lunch time I'll go mom mm. but now once I'm done with mom let me go play let me go play yeah get you and uh, and 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 you know, I think they may reject you yes mm. But I think they're just saying what I need right now mm. is this. Okay. But when they've gotten that, mm. take initiative and take take mm. the child. Okay. Take initiative, take the child. So you see the thing is, you know without these conversations, eh? I never look at it that way. Mm. I think that's the whole point. So in my head it would be rejection. Mm. Yet in essence is as as simply as you've put it. At this time What I need is food. What I need is food. Yeah. yeah. At this time, what I need is boobs to lie on. Yes, yeah, like exactly. your chest is too That hard. Won't, yeah, you're yeah. just a guy. <laughs> yeah. Though, I used to put my toy inside my shirt. Oh, wow. I've had that. Yeah, like inside my shirt. Yes. And then I'd hold her there. Oh, for that warmth and connection. Not just that. Hmm. Apparently, your heartbeat is stronger than the mom's. Okay. And it's your heartbeat is soothing okay. to the child. Okay. Okay. So when they hear that heartbeat, that to do, mm. to do, to do, to do, to do, it actually calms them down. Am I too late? No, you have all the time. <laughs> That's heavy, okay. Yeah, so so I used to put my toy inside the shirt, Nini, yes. so it feels That's close true. and she yes. still feels that ca- warmth. Yes. But she'd actually just like be like chill. Mm. Okay, okay. So that one. The other thing I tried to do was influence her music Yeah, of course. I that, that that I did even from the womb. <laughs> yes. What did you play for her? Man, I listen to everything. So whatever I like, I just put in there. So Modoni, I'm sorry. <laughs> I played for you reggae and mugithi in the womb. Bas. If you find that you now play the guitar, which she does, <laughs> you know what to point your finger at. <laughs> It's as a result <laughs> of the mu- music that that you listened to as a kid. Okay. okay. Um, so you you started this thing called dadding different. Yeah. 
Why? What? what do, okay, so I remember you actually tweeting and saying mm. that this is a whole new dadding is a whole new experience for you. Yeah. Um, and you, and I think you realize that it's an isolated space for dads. Yeah. Um. So tell me about that journey of starting dadding different. Okay. Yeah. So it came out of not knowing. So I was I was eight months old. <laughs> age of my daughter. So I'm, I'm struggling in that I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know if I'm doing something right, wrong, whatever. And I, I kept telling myself, there's no way I'm the only one going through this. So, and I, I was like, this Twitter that people use, it has a lot of nonsense, but it has a lot of good. So I just reached out. I was like, hey guys, does anyone know a forum for young dads trying to figure things out? So many men reached out but via DM, as guys would do, yes. Not publicly, yeah? No, no, no. We don't, we don't, we don't do public, bro. We don't bruh. do public, bro. Mm. <laughs> yes, so many guys reached out and they'd be like, whatever you find, point me towards it. Whatever you find, point me towards it. So, uh, I was pointed to about two, three forums, but they were not my kind of, yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like them. Mm. So, I was like, okay, you know what? I'll start one. If guys want to reach out, just reach out via DM, I'll start one. Um, So, Guys reached out, reached out. So I'm wondering now what am I supposed to do with these numbers? So uh, it was a Saturday morning. I told myself, tomorrow I'll start a group. So Sunday, got here, started a group. And I told myself, when I hit 50, I'll stop there. So I hit 50 and I stopped. So I was like, son, you may create group. Then now what? <laughs> <laughs> you see, me, I'm not done psychology. I'm, mm-hmm. not anything. I'm, a, I'm just a young guy trying to figure this thing My out. young dad trying My to figure dad. dadding, man. Yes, yes. Mm. So we just started conversations, just started conversations. And I I write just for, for the heck of it. Mm. So me, words are in Sumbuanki Sana. Mm. So I just sort of, I start writing one or two things. Then guys chime in, guys chime in, like that, like that. So that's how that indifferent began. Uh, the whole point of it is it has two angles in my head. One that um, if I'm healthy, I'll be a better dad. Whatever healthy means to you. And if I do it differently, that means by default I'll be a better dad too. So yeah, that's something different began. I'm trying to get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, what what has been, so that's been about 10 months now with yes. dadding different. Yes. What has it done for you? Mm. I'm not alone. You're not alone? I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. Two, day-to-day things. Day-to-day, like I remember about a month ago, because I usually have my water bottle, mm-hmm. and I put hot water in. So about a month ago, my daughter tried reaching the dispenser, mm-hmm. as she's been trying to do. So she reached out, and she funguard the hot side. So by the time I reached there, she'd already chomada her hand. Eh? She'd already burnt her hand. Wow. Yeah. So wow. so the panic, the everything, the everything, all that chaos. But now it was nothing. It was nothing big in hindsight. But I remember talking about it in the dadding group. Eh? So I usually morph my experiences into a story. Then I put it in the dadding group, mm. and guys reached out with, "Don't oh, is What happens? My even mine did this. Even mine did that. This is how you sort it out." So it's just day-to-day experiences. And how to sort it out. So you realize it's not a big deal. This dadding thing is not as monstrous as we think it is. And for as long as you get that exp- that feedback, eh, it, it helps you to get over things a bit quicker. That's, that's a big, big realization, though, that it's not as monstrous as we think it is. Mm. 
that it's it's everyday life. It's, it's just life. it's just you engaging with this this child, this like person, being a friend to someone. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Only that you're responsible for their <laughs> food, life. for life, for where they sleep, <laughs> yes, yeah. and and very soon for their behavior as well. Wow, yeah. How's that for you? I mean, given thirteen, you know, bro, I'm 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 fortunate. Mm. Let me t- let me start with I prayed for my children, mm. and literally prayed mm. profusely for them. Mm. I prayed for them to, you know, to be good children. Okay, and this was when they were still in the womb. Yeah? Okay. But I also prayed that they get their mother's brain. Okay. And I told God, if if these children get their mother's brain, they'll have a shot in life. Mm. They get mine. Mm. It's gonna be a little. <laughs> you know me. I go to the left like this, kidogo. You know, like the mom is academic. She's straight. She's she's a she's not a rule follower, but she's not really a rule breaker. Like it's she, a she she's a safer path. I get you. And I was like, I, I think I can teach street smartness. Mm, but, but there's a certain DNA that you hope that your children get. I believe, yeah. I get you. And that, that, that was their mom's their mom's DNA and, and they, okay. they got it. Got it. God is I'm good. Eh? So grateful to God. <laughs> but parenting is intentional. I mean, me I, I spunked my kids. Mm. I, I well I learned how to do it methodically okay. in a manner that would was commensurate to you know the offense you know um and now they they are way past spanking age for both of them and so we don't spank them anymore but you can see that the foundation in terms of how we've um church Sunday school being actually you know present being there dealing with mistakes when they happen then then setting a set of family values so like us guys have saying like we say we are marangas marangas don't quit okay you know okay marangas don't give up so mm. we have like listen we can fail but we don't give up you know we have marangas don't lie so so long as you say the truth you're fine it sounds like such a light statement yet no, no but that, so these are these are values the that values, you that you're teaching the child and you yeah. say if marangas don't lie you can't you lie can't to lie. The, you can't lie to the child yeah Thirty years from today, they'll probably yeah. So, so you know what I learned is that if you, if you teach a child something, mm. but do something different mm. as an adult, it's they so. think that they just have to be an adult to stop doing the right thing. Oh wow! Okay, okay. As long as I'm age X, yeah, I can't forget all. That. So they'll they'll behave. They might behave all through their teenage nini. Mm. When they become an adult, they're like I'm an adult now. I don't have to behave like. You said, I just I need to behave like you did. Mm. Or is that why, for instance, if you tell someone in your way, mm. that's a, is that a wrong statement? It is. Oh, wow. Okay. What you need to discuss is about the dangers of alcohol and what alcohol does in, in, in terms of responsible drinking. Okay. And then you say, I, I hope you will be a responsible drinker when you can legally drink. You know, the, oh, but wow. you have the conversation about responsible drinking. Mm. Because otherwise you're saying... In your waze, when you become a mze. Yeah, you can drink as much as you want. Hey, okay. Okay. I'm learning, man. I'm learning. <laughs> so your your children learn from watching. Mm. They learn even if you're not teaching. Mm. And I think for me that's been the lesson. So going through a divorce, going through a separation, like there were some really hard conversations there. Mm. And and you know, if you think you have to do twice as much mm. now, mm with your child because the mom had a head start. Mm. 
you can imagine not being physically in the same present. house mm. with them eh? mm. how you need to remain present in a state in a, in a state like that you know yeah uh it's hard work mm. it's lots of hard work but it's worth it it's completely ask, worth it question question let me ask yes ask yeah? ask um I was having a conversation with my sister yesterday and I asked her do guys I'm I'm assuming you're older than I am. I don't know. How old are you? I'm turning 34. I'm older than you. So just a little older. Just a little older. Mm. So do guys that age because even listen to your podcast they seem you guys seem age mates. Their conversations you guys seem to be so comfortable having. Mm. Yet my my quote and quote age group struggle with those conversations mm. which is honest conversations yeah even you know a conversation like this we've never talked eh? yeah yet it's so flawed yeah. i mean the first time we had a conversation was just a random night about what two weeks ago about two weeks ago yeah and it was like i remember my wife was like who was that i was like a man i was like which a man so yeah she's like i don't i don't know this nigga he's yeah, not he's never featured <laughs> in your life yeah so when i explained to her she was like how do you end up just talking mm. so i i'm beginning to think i'm developing a theory mm-hmm. that that a with the age quote and vulnerability becomes easier i don't know if that is true or generally guys older than i am are able to have conversations mm. i don't know i don't think vulnerability has anything to do with age fair enough i've met people much older than i am that are nowhere near vulnerable okay I think I think it's it's a learned it's a learned thing. Mm. So it's it's culture. So you you might find a 22 year old who's is able to who's able to completely be vulnerable, completely mm. be authentic, you know, mm. uh at where at their stage. At their stage, yeah. So I don't think it has anything to do with age. I think it has everything to do with your life experience. Fair enough. And I think the more if you've ever gone through adversity, mm. like major adversity, you've gone through a life altering event mm. that mm. and you get over like uh, yeah, yeah. on the other side yeah and and you get to process it mm. if you get to you know like go through it mm-hmm. even if you're not it on the other side but you get to process it you get the aware, the, the sense of awareness okay that you get from thinking through i'm going through this mm. this is what it's making me feel mm. this is what it's doing to me this is what it's doing to my family like if you get to actually get into it mentally and process it mm. it's very hard for you to come out of that experience and not be a vulnerable person okay but vulnerability mm. is something we do every day mm. it's just that we don't know we are mm. i'll give you an example mm. have you ever been to a job interview yeah what do you call that <laughs> yeah it is it actually uh someone is probing and poking and mm. yeah it's vulnerability it's Have you ever initiated sex? Yeah. Actually, yes. What is that? That's what it could be yes or no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it we do it every day. We just don't think we are. Okay. So when you put a label to it, that becomes tricky. I remember I was talking to someone and I was saying for guys, if you use words talking, sharing, they they check out. Mm. But when you say conversation, mm. talking like like um like high level juju words yeah. okay and 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 we like activity so so yeah. it's it's better to say let, let me let me take my boy for a drive for, okay yes. okay and we we we, we drive to na we drive to nakuru mm. but in that drive yes, then we have conversation yes, so yes. one of the things i learned from bevy is mm. uh, women mm. 
are face to face men are side side by side yeah, yeah that's true so we like to do stuff together and in the process of doing stuff together then we can talk we can talk okay i hear you i hear you so where are you just where are you i'm here right here no i mean <laughs> no where are you like unless i'm wrong i think you started this podcast as your journey mm. right like as you said you were going through things mm. so it was your it's my healing journey it's your healing journey yeah so do you know like do you track it do you know where you are now not via a book but yeah no I, i don't if i track it i feel like there's a destination oh okay but i don't know if there's a destination you drive to i want to drive like hit the highway go so mm. if i was going to mombasa mm. um and i've started in nairobi mm. when you hit mombasa then now what yeah. yeah i get you i get you so some like i'm i'm going west okay Let's see west Let's where see, where yeah, west see. takes me you know okay. and i feel like that's a lot of how my healing journey is now it's a, i'm going to a space where i'm self aware i'm authentic i'm mm-hmm. vulnerable i don't think that's a destination mm-hmm. there's a space where i'm creating safe spaces for men to speak mm-hmm. that's what i want to do i want to be able to be able to speak about my own life with realness and authenticity mm-hmm. um and get better at it yeah. i want to create more spaces for men to speak this is one but i can only have one or two men at a time, time yeah. how can i get 100 men 200 men time. 500 men at the same time talking mm. you know mm. so so those are the things i want to do so where i'm at i'm in a much better space mm. but you're heading west i'm heading west i don't know that's west east north somewhere <laughs> i need to figure out which direction if i was going to use a compass maybe north east east <laughs> okay i get you but i'm heading west okay and uh i'm I'm happy. Mm. A lot of the pain that I carried mm. I don't carry anymore. Okay. And I think it's a result of just being able to talk about it. Okay. A lot of the questions I've had um I'm not asking them anymore. Mm. But I'm asking new ones. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um so so yeah, like for example, what does dating now as a divorced guy looks like? Look like. Mm. You know, I don't know. I don't know what that I don't know what are the rules. Mm. I don't know what are the expectations mm. um is it better for me to date a mama with toys or not mm. someone who's divorced or, or not, not? Mm. if she's divorced am i dating someone's ex- ex-wife you know oh, like wow. you know you know there's oh wow okay okay there's all sorts of uh, it's yeah okay. it's, it's it's not uh can i can i handle a, a single mama mm. who has had no none of these experiences mm. can she handle can you can she handle me um am i am i a baba you know like you guys you know there's a there's an age my toy is 13 mm. i'm a baba you know like i have not that that hasn't like all matrices yeah <laughs> it it hasn't really sinked in for me you know okay. so i'm asking you questions mm. and i think it's a journey you know yeah. i think every stage has its own has its own processes but i'm happy mm. i'm happier um i feel like i'm living my purpose i'm doing what i was meant to be doing at least what I'm meant to be doing now. Mm. So, in a good place. Mm. So, tell me. What do you hope for your child, for your daughter, for your children? This is Father's Day week. Mm. So, let's say she gets to hear this podcast when she turns 13 mm. and she's trying to do something for her dad mm. for Father's Day. What do you hope 
What what kind of person do you hope she'll be then? I hope I hope um I hope when she's age X, whatever X is, I hope she looks at me as her best person. Not a perfect human being, but a best person. Someone who she can run to for safety, for counsel, and just for a conversation. Let's just talk. That's what I'm hoping she sees me as. What she turns out to be, I hope she's free. I hope she's free to test the world. Like I hope I give her that safety that safety net that she knows she can try X, Y, Z. The way you're saying you're left, I hope she can go left, right, center, up, down. But she knows if it chappers, dad will be there. You know, I think that's what dads are there for. Mm. We create the safety net for risk. Mm. We allow our kids to be able to take risk mm. because we are there. Because you're there, exactly. What, what do you hope dads, from what you've seen and the interaction you've had with dads, what mm. do you hope dads in this country or the dads that listen to you mm. what would they what would you want them to learn from you wow i'd want them to teach me yeah so i'm a young dad man i don't know i mean in just this conversation i've learned a lot i hope they are open to have conversations i hope they are open to teach and their hands are just open because that way you also learn something i don't know what i'd teach them but i just hope if there's something they can pick from me is be open to have conversations with fellow dads because i have a feeling a lot of the challenges we face as guys because i remember when my wife was pregnant i challenged an emotion and i knew why guys normally ruka because it's a lot mm. right I, it's a lot mm. so i feel like if more of us are together during that perspective we'll we'll be able to tackle a lot of these challenges do you think you're creating a space for real realness with that? Yeah, I hope so. You hope so. I'm proud of you, man. Thanks a lot. Well done. I think I think uh, this this quest of dadding different is going to is, is going to open you up to a whole new world and I can't wait to see what that looks like. Stick around, boss. I am sticking around. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was Bruce Mutelule. Thank you so much for sharing your life with us. Thank you for sharing uh, your your father journey with us. I hope you come back. See you soon, boss. <laughs> I hope you come back and we, we discuss other things. Uh, I want to know what's your favorite football team? What is it? United. I, I don't know what that is. What is it? Is that is that an airline? You know, what is it? All right. God bless you. Have a good evening, morning, whatever time it is, wherever you are. And celebrate your fathers. If you're a father, celebrate yourself. Get involved. Get engaged. If there are dads around you, tell them, dads, we love you. You're doing a good thing. God bless you. Cheers. <laughs>